And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Is that a new sweatshirt or one that you've had for a very long time that you refuse to throw away? It's not new. I've had it for a couple of years. I've uh, never seen you wear that. I know your wardrobe well. That's why I said, is that new? Or is yeah, that something that you've had for a very long time? I've had it for a couple of years. And I actually... Matches the hat nicely. Thank you. Um, well, it's reversible, so it's possible that I wore it, but I wore the other side. Is there spaghetti sauce on the inside, and then no. you just reversed it? No, I just like this color today. I don't know. I didn't put any thought into it. I just got up, put it on, and I think you look great. I like, I, mean, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to run afoul of. Uh, I don't want to run afoul of Hurricane Eric sometimes. <laughs> By the way, it matches your uh, mask very nicely, your surgical mask. Oh, the blue mask? Yeah, it does, that you have to That uh, you have to wear inside all public spaces now? I know. Because of the mask mandate? We're back. Or mask or vax, yep. I think I'm getting my booster shot on Monday. Oh, oh, okay. I so, was going to get it today, but I had an appointment that I had to get to. So, Well, I would say if you're getting your booster on Monday, yeah. plan at some point between Monday and Tuesday yeah. for, at least this was the case of me and a few other people I've yeah. talked to, yep. several hours of feeling lousy. That was, the, that's a, I think that, that's like a alert going off everybody's phone. Yeah. By the way. When, By the way, I won't be doing the show on Tuesday. Yeah. You're letting me know that? Sure. I'm just yeah. going to assume I'm not going to feel yeah. well. By the way, like, <laughs> th- so the phone went off because there was an Amber Alert recently oh, in geez. the Denver area. Yeah. When I was in the airport last week, there was an Amber Alert. Yeah. And I was in the terminal. And all of a sudden, like, when it goes off in a public space like that, right. and all through the, the area, like, the, there's an eight-gate area at the end of uh, Airside B, and... All you hear is beep, 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 all over. Just a cacophony of alerts going on. Hundreds on, on, upon hundreds of them. They were so it really works. In sync. Yeah. yeah. All it right. really works. Anyway, how are you? I'm great. Last show before the uh, holiday weekend. Time yeah. now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. All right, Teddy Bridgewater says there is a different type of energy around the building. Justin Simmons said today there's a lot of player-led meetings to push the urgency. With that, do you look at Sunday's game against the Chargers as essentially the tipping point of the season. If they win, they stay alive for the playoffs. If they lose, they are 5-6, and six and they get to go play the Kansas City Chiefs on national television. 100% because you mentioned what looms after that, the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, the Chiefs after a bye, and Andy Reid, over the years, his teams have a ridiculously good record after the byes. So you're going to Kansas City where you're 3-19 and 19 in December overall. Mm-hmm. And you haven't won a game there since September of 2015 at any month of the year. And Andy Reid's teams usually win after buys. That adds up to this is a must win. The, the, this is the season here coming up on Sunday. And mm-hmm. it's not that they may not get back to 500 after this, but 
if they lose this game and they hit five and seven, at that point they are just simply chasing rather than really in it. Right. Okay, let's talk about Justin Herbert because we're not going to talk about him tomorrow or on or on Friday. Okay, he's projected to put up near identical stats to what he did last year. Now, you you could easily say, but wait a minute, shouldn't he be improving? Well, he's had two different offensive systems. How concerned should people in the AFC West be that this guy, and by the way, his stats last year were fantastic, probably one of the better rookie seasons in NFL history. With that, new offensive coordinator, new system, and how much better is this guy going to be in his second year in the system? No drop-off at all. And this guy, even though his stats don't say he's getting better, I can tell you right now he's a better runner than he was last year. His numbers will be somewhat similar to what they were last year. And his numbers last year were off the charts for a rookie. Yeah, pretty impressive. I mean, basically, like, you look at his completion percentage, it's about the same. His his touchdown percentage is slightly up. His interception percentage is slightly up. But he was 31-10 to 10 last year, 22-8. to 8. And he's projected and, and, to be 35 to 13. Right. And his QBR is very similar. His passer rating is very similar. Totally new system. Yes. Completely picked it up and is doing just fine. What is this guy going to do next year when he really understands the system? It's kind of like Patrick Mahomes saying, I believe after his second year, mm-hmm. I don't even totally grasp this offense or the NFL game yet. And you're thinking, oh, my God, that's not good. This guy, this guy isn't at 100% yet. Yeah. I mean, what do we have to look forward to? It's kind of like the Death Star is not fully operational. What's going to happen when the Death Star is fully operational? Well, yeah. It may not be completed, as we saw in Return of the Jedi, that it, it was fully operational before it was finished. Right. But uh, you're going to have to bring it from behind the, the shield generator. The question is, can you destroy the shield generator? Interesting to look at. Do her- it. Thank you. Do thank, it. Thank you, Palpatine. Do it. Yeah. Interesting to look at Justin Herbert and... Um, Look at the offensive output of the Chargers over both years. It's if you go there's it's very fascinating. He's had a triple digit passer rating, a hundred or better, twelve times since he became a pro. The Chargers in those twelve games have never failed to score at least twenty six points. In the games when he doesn't reach that mark, that's happened. Uh, that's happened 13 times when he hasn't had a hundred, a hundred pass rating or better. They've only scored above 25 points once. And that was in a loss to the Broncos last year. So this is a team that very much they go as Justin Herbert goes. I mean, you can kind of examine all the other things on the roster, you know, Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield, uh, Jared cook, making sure he doesn't drop passes, Joey Bosa on the defensive side, et cetera. This team, when Justin Herbert does well, when he's efficient, they they do well overall. When he doesn't, they typically don't. It's a one. It, I wouldn't say it's a one man team, but this one guy determines whether they sink or swim. So does Patrick Mahomes. So did Tom Brady. But we've seen recently the Chiefs winning when Patrick Mahomes has not been doing as well. But at the end of the day, he's on the field. He's on the point. field. The thing with Justin Herbert is if he if he is not at a highly efficient rate, which by the which usually the thing that docks your efficiency numbers is turning the ball over. So if he's not turning the ball over, 
the Chargers offense is going to put up probably around 30 points, and that might be too much for the Broncos to overcome. Right. Even though the Chargers defense is struggling right now, although Vic Fangio says, oh, they're not struggling in the run the last couple of weeks as they were earlier, but they're, strugg- they're struggling. They're leaking points. So the Chargers know they have to get to 30 to win. I don't see how this guy, Herbert, with his mobility his, and his ability to run two totally different things, okay, being able to extend plays. I don't see how this guy in the next three, four years is not a top seven quarterback in this league. He has just way too much talent. Do you think he's there already? No, God, he's as I said, like a top. You think he's among the top seven quarterbacks in the league right now? I think you can easily make that case. I mean, right now, all right. So, who do you have right now? You have, and this off the top of my head, I don't, I don't have anything in front of me. Stafford, Tom Brady. I'm sorry for even though Russell Wilson is going into the Hall of Fame, don't put him in your top seven because you're doing it based on reputation. You have Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be on that list as well. Um, Mahomes, right? Who's a better quarterback at this moment? A little over halfway through the season, Justin Herbert's been a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, if we're being completely honest. So is he a top seven guy at this very moment? I mean, the QBR and passer rating back you up. Right. So, if this But is, does reputation matter? Of course it matters. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, like right now, like, right, like, and that's why I can't, I can't put Mahomes outside even the top Oh, no, I, under, I understand that, but, but we got to remember, we're talking right now, this is a snapshot in time. So if the question is, who would you rather have as your quarterback next year, or who would you rather have your quarterback be in three years, those could be two very different answers. I'll ask you, who would you rather be your quarterback next year, Russell Wilson or Justin Herbert? For the Broncos. Justin Herbert. There you go. Russell Wilson's going to the Hall of Fame, isn't and he? And Russell Wilson's a very good quarterback. Although what's interesting, right. if you go by ESPN QBR, Russell Wilson has a lower QBR than Teddy Bridgewater. Right. This year. Right. But, but who would you rather have? Some of that but is... who would you rather have? Well, I think... You'd, ra- you'd rather the, have we're, Russell Wilson. Point, we're, well, you're getting to the point. You might rather have Justin Herbert. And you said Matthew Stafford. I'd rather have Herbert than Matthew Stafford. You make that case for sure. Again, like in, in that case, you're talking about somebody who is being elevated by the scheme Although we, we've seen from Stafford in recent weeks, he's not exactly rising to the next level. The other guy you'd have to throw in there and say you'd rather have him over almost anybody is Kyler Murray. He's been playing great. Arguably the MVP of the league. If you want to go there. But her, if you go by just, if you say go by ESPN QBR, which is, you know, a total metric, Herbert is second behind Stafford in the league ahead of everybody else. In terms of what? QBR. So so that's, the uh, just to be clear, that's the metric you want to go by right now. That's a, make, that's a metric. He's 12th in passer rating yep. and second in QBR. Who would you rather have at this moment, Tom Brady or Justin Herbert? You'd rather have Brady. There you go. So, but, but you just talked about QBR. I'd rather have Brady. Well, He's the MVP of the league well, I'm right saying, now. Well, no, I'm right. pointing it out to offer right. information. I'm I not see. saying that I'm endorsing it. Right. I'm pointing it out to offer information. Right. To illuminate, which is why you should never con- you should never go by QBR on its own, especially because they won't show their work. I mean, here's the funny thing. But what we're what we're basically you know we're kind of nitpicking here. Justin Herbert, he's probably. I don't think you make a top eight list of quarterbacks in the league without including Justin Herbert. There he is. He's in the top quarter, and it's only year two, and he's d- and he's done as well as he did last year. Right. 
And he probably will only get better from here. It's not probably not a question of, of if Justin Herbert wins the MVP. It's when. Right. Not this year, but it'll happen. Right. And that's when the Broncos have to contend with him and Mahomes for the foreseeable future. Good luck. Coming up after the break, Nuggets lose another player and probably for the rest of the season. They're on a five-game losing streak. And is this season already a wash? We'll talk about that next. So many pretty girls around me and they're waking up the rock. Keep up! Why you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jumping. Keep up! Players only. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. They have a nine-person team over there, over 50 years' worth of experience. Hands-on, think out-of-the-box, creative. Uh, the real estate services, they're not typical which is that's who you want to work with. It's not just every deal is just not done the same way every time. So when there's an, a challenge that happens, you want to work with someone who can navigate through stormy waters to make sure you get what you want, whether you're buying, leasing, or selling. With that, go with uh, Impact Commercial Real Estate, impactcommercial.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Nuggets lost to uh, Portland last night while P.J. Dozier reportedly suffered a season-ending ACL injury. Monte Morris said after the game, following an 18-3 run by the Blazers to close the game, we just got to be tougher. We're getting punked out there. I don't know if anybody's watched the game, specifically one of the final plays of the game. One of the Portland players stole the ball and then did a between-the-legs dunk on the Nuggets. You want to talk about an exclamation point. And next up for the Nuggets, the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I thought you were going to talk about uh, when Bol Bol pulled up as another Portland player was going in for a dunk. The People were talking about that on social media last night. Let me guess, he made a business decision. You could say that, yes. <laughs> about, about eight feet from where Michael Mullen was standing as well. No. Well, at the end of the day... There's a difference between business decisions in the NFL where you're seriously going to get injured and you literally give up. In this case, he literally gave up, right? Yeah. And he's wondering why he's not getting a lot of playing time. And for all of the Nuggets fans who keep chanting his name at the stadium, maybe Michael Malone knows something that you don't. It's probably the least of the issues with the Nuggets, though, right now. That's right. the thing. Well, injuries are the thing. I mean, he, he literally played three minutes and 25 seconds of the game. But I, th- I think if you're only going to play 325, it's fair to expect a little more effort than that, wouldn't you say? You're well rested. Yes. He hasn't played more than 1108 in any game this year. You'd think he'd certainly have a little bit more vigor than that. 
But again, like you said, that's why he's not playing very much. With that, are we going to start to see potentially a slide? We know Michael Porter Jr. is out for the season. Jamal Murray's not coming back anytime soon. P.J. Dozier, arguably their second-best defensive player, is now out for the season. Uh, Bones Highland, who's a nice spark off the bench, the rookie, he's dealing with an injury. Uh, you have Zeke Naji, who just returned from an ankle sprain. Um, right now, when you look at the Nuggets in the standings, they're the eighth seed. Yep. Which, you know, in past years sounds great, right? At least you're in. Well, you are in at it with a 99 record. F- but But now you are in that bracket of you got to play yourself into the playoffs and the other thing is there's more time to go i get it yeah there's a long time to go but in the short term four of their next five are against milwaukee miami the knicks and bulls they're all playing well yes and the the only the 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 one that's in the middle of that is in orlando coming up next wednesday the other thing to consider is that after playing the bucks at home on friday night Mm -hmm. they're going to go on the road for seven home for two road for three Home for one, road for two, home for one, road for two. So, in other words, you're you're getting into a stretch of mostly road games here, right? And that's why, even if you get Jokic back, yep, at some point, and you should, I think people should probably get used to this team scuffling right around 500. By the way, I don't mean to go on another rant about another player, but I suppose that I will. You know how I felt about Michael Porter Jr. on a lot of different levels. Well, let me dig deep a little bit into everybody's favorite player now, Will Barton. We talked about this on the show yesterday. And I said, they're going to need this guy to score 30. And I said he probably will. Selfish player. I think he is. He wants to shoot the ball all the time. That's just who he is. Eight rebounds, seven assists. That's great. But when you are the second leading scorer on the team and Nikola Jokic is not playing, Dude, you got to do better than 11 points. And you got to do better with Jokic on the floor just scoring 10 points in the previous game. Oh, I know you scored 23 the game before that. I'm with you. I know that you did. And I know that you scored a respectable 19. I get it in the game before. But against the Hawks, despite a win, you can't score five. Can't do it. Can't score five. You can't score 11 when your best player can't play. But you know what? I mean, you just rattled off the guys that they were without last night. Yep. That's not to do with him. No, but I don't know that Will Barton going off would have changed the result appreciably. Maybe you lose by a little bit less than 19 points. No, I'm with you on that. But against Phoenix, he was 4 of 15 from the floor. Yeah. You got to do better than that. He's got to shoot better. Right. You do. But... I'm not guys sure, are going to have but to I'm not sure that's the biggest problem with this team right now. Oh, it's now. not. Injuries are the biggest problem with the team. But the pro- the point is, when you have this many injuries on the roster, in theory, your second healthiest player has to pick it up. Ideally, but that's that's why he is a, you know, that's why he's not a, a primary guy, building block. He's I, a secondary building block. Right. And I agree with you. But and there, there were no primary building blocks around there last night unless you, you know what the pro- count Aaron Gordon. And I'm not going to necessarily call this a problem, but I'm going to call it a false narrative from so many people who love themselves and Will Barton because he scored 30 against the Pacers. No, this guy's really good, man. This guy's re- – no, he's not. He's good. 
He's not, he's not. You said it perfectly. He's a secondary guy, and you can and, and secondary guys can go off every now and again. You know, okay. You know, in, in the in the in a in a flood of of games of getting 10, 12, 11, 9, 8, you go off for thirty. Okay, good. That's an aberration. Historical form says that's the ab, that's the aberration. It was good that he did that. And I think you know that game against the Pacers when. You didn't have Nikola Jokic, and the team was shorthanded. Yep. It was, to his credit, he had a great effort that night. It was a death surge. That's what it was. It was a death surge. When you think but it was also dead, an aberration. So, yeah. Well, no, no. He had 25 points the, the game before that. Two games prior to that, he had 26. I, I'm not saying the guy can't score, and I'm not saying the guy's not a good player. What I'm saying is the narrative I hear around town when I talk to people and when I – listen or I, I I read what people are saying about this guy on Twitter on how terrific he is. He's not. To your point, you said it the best. He is a secondary player. That's what he is. If if everyone referred to him as a secondary player, I wouldn't even be having this conversation with you. But people talk about him like he's just a terrific no he's not. He's a second tier guy. That's okay. I mean you, people you, talk about him like thrive. he's a first tier guy. I mean Back the, the the Bulls of the 1990s that we so often reference, Steve Kerr was a second tier player, valuable, sure, but not but not one of the core. Well, there are a lot of differences between Steve Kerr and, and Barton. Barton could score more in bunches than Steve Kerr. Well, Steve, they're not the, not the same type of player. No, I they, say that, but that's but that's what you're dealing with. There's a drop off from one level to the next. That's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, the the Nuggets, when healthy, to their credit, have have two of the have two of the 25 best players in the game on their roster. They do? Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Like I said, when healthy. Oh. Yeah, M- Murray, yeah Murray's around, maybe around 25. Yeah. 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 Jokic, for sure. Yeah. Jokic is top five at worst. You make the case he's the best player in the game. Yeah. But, but, not, but that's, you can be the best player in the game, and if there's not a lot around you, and right, right. now with MPJ first struggling and now injured, with Jamal Murray out, Till at least the All Star break, probably beyond that, it's a one man team. It's a one man show, and that's only and that's only going to take you. But so far, they're going to have a tough time making the playoffs. I think they're really. Going to I, I think I think even though early in the season they look like they could do enough to be in one of those top six spots, if Jokic is going to battle injuries. And also because the schedule does get tougher. Oh, if Jokic isn't playing, forget yeah. it. it. Oh, but let's let's yeah. assume that he has to miss a few more games here and there over right. the next couple of months. Right. And I mentioned what the schedule looks like over the next the, over the next week or so. Even if you get him back, you're going to be hard pressed to win two of the next five games. Right. You might lose. You might lose four of those five, and that's why. I think we'll see them kind of battle back, but they're going to be scuffling right around 500 probably for the foreseeable future. And yep. that means you're going to have, to, if that's where you end up, that means you're going into that four team Definitely. playoff cage match. And then, and then the right to go be a seven or eight seed in round one. Very rarely do we talk about soccer in this show, but I read a story mm-hmm. earlier today. Oh, I watched this match last that night. That made me think mm-hmm. of you and when it comes to statistical oddities, this might be up there near the top of the craziest statistical oddities, anomalies of all time. We will tell you what it is and also 
what compares to what happened last night between Real Salt Lake and Seattle. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. We're getting ready for kickoff at a CU game? This is a common uh, song around soccer stadiums as well. Are there any Vuvuzelas playing? Uh, not that I know of in this one, though. What's that? Vuvuzela. What did I say? Vuvuzela. Once a show, I always get corrected. It's awesome. Every show, there's always something. <laughs> remember how we off air we were? Remember how off air we were having a conversation about something you said to me? Sometimes, Eric, you need to let things go. Yeah. And I said, you know what? You're 100 percent right, Mace. Are you saying I should have let that one go? Some, sometimes you just should. But that's okay. You and I are friends, so I really don't care. Oh, but, but I figured I might as well point it out anyway. Although well, we, the other thing, like for <laughs> soccer, you would have thought of ole, 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 right. ole, ole. See, see, to me. Or any number of songs, like if you go to England. I mean, See, to me, that's more synonymous with the Ryder Cup than it is soccer. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it came from soccer. Oh, I know it did. But it's become synonymous with the Ryder Cup. No question about it. And Sergio Garcia. And then there are there are chants of uh, unprintable words, or what's what's the in, we know the insult that is thrown at Ted Lasso, which is a common chant over in England, right? Which I won't say on air. It's about loving yourself. There you go. Welcome back, afternoon drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us mileisports.com. You can reach us Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for what's trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. There's a great saying in hockey, and I'm sure it is probably said in soccer as well. You can't get shots in goal if you don't put shots on goal. With that, Real Salt Lake, the Rapids' biggest rival, and the Rapids, by the way, play tomorrow mm-hmm. in their playoff game. Real Salt Lake stuns Seattle in the opening round of the MLS playoffs. And you're probably thinking, Eric, why are you even talking about this? Well, there's something even more stunning that came out of that game. Real Salt Lake won the game despite being outshot 21 to nothing during regulation and the 30 minutes of extra time. But there is a shootout. <laughs> yep. In soccer. Just because like you have to have a tiebreaker, otherwise you'd play forever. Right. And Real Salt Lake won in a shootout. Yeah. With that, that is probably one of the most bizarre statistical anomalies you can find in sports history. Yeah. And credit to RSL, they parked the bus and it worked. Made for a terrible game, but they won. With that, are there any other bizarre sports anomalies that you can think of. Wow. Because um, I actually racked my brain and came up with a bunch. I'm, I'm sure you did. I, I was, huh. I mean, the, the, there's one, I, that, there were a few that there were, there were a few that I found like yep. for, for example, um, only once in the last 
at least 54 years post-original six history of the NHL has a team had 10 or fewer shots, allowed 30-plus, and won. And that was Carolina back in, back in 1999. Earlier this year in the NFL, Philadelphia did something that had not happened since 1950. They played a game where they didn't punt and they didn't turn the ball over, and they lost. Says a lot about the Chiefs, how good they are, that the Chiefs won despite Philadelphia not punting and not turning the ball over. Okay. Now, to me, the greatest statistical anomaly is Wayne Gretzky has more assists than Yarmer Yager has points. And Yarmer Yager is second on the all-time list. So just to put it into perspective, yeah. if Wayne Gretzky had never scored a goal in his career, he would have the most points in NHL history. But here's one that's right up your alley. Hank Aaron had 755 home runs. And if he never hit one home run his whole career, he would still have over 3,000 hits. Right. Which is unbelievable to truly think about. Here's another one that I found that you will love. Okay. How long is a baseball game, generally speaking? Uh, historically speaking, about two hours and 45 but generally speaking, modern day, about three hours. You know how much playing time is actually played in a major league baseball game? Actual playing time. You the know, ball, much- the ball in pl- the so another the ball in play. So that's it leaves the pitcher's hand, goes to the catcher, or it's in, yes. or it's hit. Mm-hmm. About uh, eighteen minutes. Nine minutes and 55 seconds. Oh, wow. You're sitting there for over three hours, and they're actually playing for nine minutes and 55 seconds. Football's pretty similar. It's very similar. Yeah. Here's another one, which is crazy. Brett Favre, third most completions in NFL history, and the first pass he ever completed was to himself. Yeah. One of my favorites that I found today was this. The teams in NFL history that had the three worst point differentials mm-hmm. of any teams heading into the playoffs, all won their first playoff game, hmm. including the 2011 Broncos with Tim Tebow. This is, a, this is an oddity of oddities. We'll go back to November of 1978. The Nets and 76ers played a regular season game. Mm-hmm. Okay? Things started to get a little bit weird when a Nets player received his second technical foul. Guy got kicked out. As it turns out, Back then, a total of three technicals were issued in this game. Okay, A total of three technicals were issued in the game. And because receiving three technical fouls in a game is supposed to be impossible, all right, the Nets convinced NBA Commissioner Larry O'Brien to let them replay the second half of the game at a later date. Hmm. All right? I haven't even gotten to the good part yet. The good part is a guy by the name of Eric Money he was playing, okay, he was playing um, for the Nets at the time, and he scored in the game. Later on that season, he was traded to the 76ers. So he played on both sides of the game. So if you look, at the, teams. If you look at the box score, he scored for both teams. Yeah. He scored for both teams because of what happened in the game. I mean... Could that ever happen in a game? Probably. I don't know if that's ever happened in a game. Yeah, there was a chance it could have happened. That 
this year if the uh, if the Braves and Padres had made a deadline trade. They had a game that got stopped in mid July, and they played it on a Friday. They played the rest of it on a Friday night. They actually thus it went from being a game that was in Atlanta to one that was finished in San Diego. So literally, it was finished three time zones away. If they had made a trade, right. conceivably, you could have had somebody playing on the other side of that right. game when they picked up the last three innings of it. Okay. Who, in your mind, is the greatest postseason pitcher of all time? Now, you can make a case as Madison Bumgarner. The last quarter century, it's I would think it'd be Mad Bum. Well... It's actually, even though he has less innings, it's Mariano Rivera. In 140 innings, Mm -hmm. he has given up 11 earned runs. And yet people only remember the blown save in the 2001 World Series. Well, this is where I'm going with this. Now think about this for a second. In 140 innings, Mariano Rivera has given up 11 earned runs. More men have walked on the moon (laughs) than he has given up earned runs in 140 postseason games. I think these more men have walked on their moon than for a lot of things, though. Well, for 140 innings worth of work, yeah. that that sample size, which is pretty substantial, that's that's pretty Yeah, that's impressive. I that mean, is a statistical anomaly. I mean, the number of, uh, the number of men on the uh, Apollo 11 mission is the same as the number of people who were the quarterbacks for the Broncos in the Super Bowl. You, you can have a lot of fun with men on the with men on the moon and men uh, on space missions. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. Well, we've talked in the past on this show about the situation going on with the city of St. Louis and Stan Kroenke, and now there has been a settlement reached. We'll talk about how fair that is and also the colorado avalanche are playing three times before our next show so we'll preview the holiday weekend of action for the avs next right here on afternoon drive with goodman and mason on mile high sports Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. A couple of news and notes before we do, just in case you missed it. Uh, the Broncos injury report looks rather thin, and I mean that in a good way for the first time in a long time. Kareem Jackson, the only guy who did not practice today because of a neck injury. Bobby Massey, limited. Mike Boone, limited. Baron Browning, limited. And uh, everybody else practiced today, I believe, with the exception of Garrett Bowles. But he's on but he's on the COVID list, that's so that's was, different. Uh, so if you're on the COVID list... I, I was going to finish, if you yeah, would have let me no, finish my sorry. sentence. As you say to me, if you would have let me finish my sentence, but go ahead. No, anyway, I thought... I. I thought there was an actual pause there. There was no pause. Yeah, there was. I thought. Well, I had to breathe, and I I thought it was why I thought it was wise to point out that when you're on the COVID list, it's like being on IR, so you don't count as uh, as being not as not practicing or practicing. 
So generally good news, but still a team that's going to have some holes. With that, uh, this just became official about 15 minutes ago. Uh, P.J. Dozier has been diagnosed with a torn ACL. He will be out for the rest of the season. The Nuggets say indefinitely, but indefinitely is, I'm guessing they mean certainly throughout the rest of the season and uh, probably into next season as well. With that, time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Rams and the NFL have uh, come to a close on their lawsuit with the city of St. Louis. The city of St. Louis was the ones uh, suing the NFL for the relocation of the Rams. And it has been decided that they will pay $790 million to the former home of Stan Kroenke's football team. A source familiar with the agreement added that no promise of an expansion NFL franchise was made to St. Louis as a part of that deal, nor discussed. Is this outcome just, and how will the payment be divided between Kroenke and the NFL's 31 other owners, or how do you think it should be divided? I think St. Louis kind of... Uh I think they kind of chickened out a little bit on this. What's interesting, like, I, I'm not sure how Kroenke and the owner is going to divide it, but of that $790 million. Here, here it comes. Oh, wait, I heard you. You took a breath. You took a breath. Lawyers got $276.5 million. Yes. I, I thought you took a breath. That was a dramatic pause, but okay. <laughs> I thought you took a breath. $276.5 million. The, law, the lawyers always win. Can you Always. Un- that's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. They got that much money. The lawyers are the St. Louis. The lawyers. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, that's... I'm sorry. I mean, couldn't they have found lawyers that didn't get... That you didn't have to pay that much? I mean, think about this for a second. Those lawyers don't have to work again. Oh, oh no, no. It, it, it's almost better than that. If the lawyers were not that greedy... If the lawyers were not that greedy, okay? Yeah. I'm guessing there aren't too many law firms that have 138 employees. Yeah. Okay? If you gave every employee, including the guy who sweeps the floor, a cut of that, everybody walks away with $2 million. That's not how it's going to work. No, it's not. But I'm sure they don't have 138 employees. But if they did, and everybody got an equal share, they would each take home $2 million. Yeah. And, and they could all retire. Yeah. Well, not retire necessarily, but they would have that money for a very long time. They could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, the Anaheim Ducks at Ball Arena taking on the Colorado Avalanche tonight, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And then on Friday, the Avs are in Dallas taking on the Stars. And then on Saturday, back at home taking on the Nashville Predators. Colorado winners in their last five contests despite... The absences of Nathan McKinnon and Bowen Byram. Do Jared Bednar and his team keep rolling through the holiday weekend? I think what is so shocking is they have gone on this streak, not so much without Nathan McKinnon, but how good their offense has been. In those five games, they've scored seven goals. Three of those games, they've scored seven goals. 
the other game, they scored six goals, and then they really crapped all over themselves by, in the other game, only scoring four. It is amazing how good this offense has been, and clearly spearheaded by Nazem Kadri, who did not help himself for the team in the playoffs last year. Hopefully this will continue, probably not at this level, but Nazim, do me a favor, make sure you're available for the playoffs this time around. Do you think sometimes, though, when you have a run like this without a star player, that uh, when that star player comes back, there maybe there's a little bit of a settling period as you kind of readjust? Well, because that, you have a different chemistry developing without McKinnon out there right now. Well, there is something to be said when you miss a, missing a star player, unlike the Nuggets last night, when you have such a dominant player on the floor that you tend to stand and watch that guy. Yeah. Right? And hockey, it's really not the same thing because that guy's not always on the floor. A star player in the NBA is, and there's only five guys on the floor for a considerable amount of time. In hockey, you know, your star player is going to play a third of the game, if that. Just in case you missed it, NFL Week 12, some really uh, high-end games going on this weekend. The AFC North, all above 500, all playing each other. Not all playing each other, but two two are playing each other. The other two are playing each other. So, so then they're all, only play, AFC they're all North, kind of playing each other. Kind of, yes. You have to correct yourself. You were right. And then uh, the number one team in the AFC taking on the number three team in the AFC, the number two team in the NFC taking on the number five team in the NFC. What game of NFL Week 12 are you most looking forward to or do you think will be the most entertaining? You know what? Did you get that up on your computer fast enough? No. No, I didn't get up on my computer fast enough. I'll try to be more (laughs) long-winded next time. No, that's okay. Like, here's Look, you had a couple of games tomorrow that should have been really good. Raiders-Cowboys a month ago, like it was going to be great. It's not now. We talked about how the Raiders haven't won a game the last two years without Henry Ruggs. That'll continue tomorrow. Bill's Saints looked a lot better until the Saints lost Jameis Winston. Now they're trying to get by. You are burying the lead. Yeah. You are burying the lead. Yeah, but we're so, we, so you move on to Sunday. The most interesting game on the schedule, I think, is Titans-Patriots. Uh, I would agree with you, but the Rams are playing the Packers. Now, granted, uh, you have... Uh, COVID toe, turf toe with, right. with Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, pulled off his socks today at his press conference to show everyone his Sergeant Hulka, yeah. his big toe. Yeah, that uh, we didn't necessarily need. But I, the reason why Titans-Patriots is, mo- is more interesting is here's another big test for Mac Jones. You can make the case the Patriots are the best team in the FC right, right. now. Well, and you he, make a case, and they're and here it is. I mean, they, they get the Titans coming off the Texans game, so maybe they're they're dinged a little bit, but maybe they are. Maybe, perhaps they were looking ahead to the Patriots and this game in New England, but New England playing very well, and now they have a chance to take out the team who currently is on track to be the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. I mean, the Patriots win this game. Yep, they might end up being the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. Are we going to switch the narrative if the Patriots make a deep run in the playoffs that, well, maybe it was as, maybe it was as much Bill Belichick as it was Tom Brady? I think you can... That should be the narrative. It should be the narrative. It's, you know, people are like, oh, is it one or the other? One more one than the other. Why can't it be both equal? Why can't it just be that you had the perfect combination of coach and quarterback. You know why? Because in today's society that we live in, in the political environment that we live in, you are forced to pick sides. I know that, and it sucks. 
It it absolutely sucks. Sometimes it's both. Period. Sometimes it's the middle ground. Sometimes it's the gray area. It's not one or the other. But no, you have to pick a side. No, I'm not picking a side here. I'm not. And I refuse to. And that may be anti-sports talk radio. It may be anti-social media. I don't care. I will die on this hill. I had a lot to get off my chest there, didn't I? And you This industry you. sucks sometimes. <laughs> it, it does. It really does. It does. Anyway, you want to take us to the top of the hour? I can. Are you done? I got off my chest. I feel better. Okay. I, I, I literally Apparently physically. Not. No, I physically feel better now. I do. <laughs> I feel like I just threw a load of bricks off my chest. That's great. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Anyway, tell us more about uh, Mount High Appliance. <laughs> that was a hell of a segue. <laughs> I am going to tell you about Mount High Appliance. You know why? They're the best out there when it comes to buying appliances. They're sales staff. They ask the right questions. They're going to get you what you want, whether you want to design an entire kitchen, whether you need something to fit your budget, not to mention you can walk in any store and actually try out the appliances before you buy them. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, NFL Hall of Fame announced its 26 modern era semifinalists, and DeMarcus Ware is on the list for the first time. First thing is, do you really look at him as a Denver Bronco. Secondly, do you think he's going to get in on the first ballot? And finally, who are the locks that will get in this time around? Because let's be completely honest, this isn't last year's class that had Manning and Woodson and Megatron. It's not that type of class. That's next. That's next.